I'll fillet you next time I see you. podcast level 10 lovingly entitled fuck you nintendo and your damn amiibo shortages seriously where the fuck is mark where is he nintendo where is he nintendo where the fuck is he this is the special up all night edition of the Geekscape Games podcast. It's currently eleven sixteen Alaska time, twelve sixteen communist time in California, and I guess it's the same same time in in Nanaimo for you, isn't that true, Derek? That is true. It's also twelve sixteen a.m. and I need to be at Toys R Us at eight. So let's get why, let's get rolling. Why do you need to be at Toys R Us at eight? Well, the first Amiibo sale in Canada is happening, and they're three for thirty dollars. So I'm gonna go waste some money. All you're going to get is Yoshis, you know that, right? Uh, I don't have a Yoshi yet, so uh, Yoshi would be one of the ones I would probably get. Oh, maybe they'll which have, ones? Maybe they'll have Marth in stock. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Um, and then rounding out our... It was supposed to be a foursome? Quadsome? A four-play? Four-way? Um, but uh, Josh Jackson, um, we're pretty sure fell asleep waiting <laughs> to get yeah. on Skype. Um, I mean, we called him and emailed him and... This episode is dedicated to the memory of Josh Jackson. Rip we Josh har- Jackson. We hardly knew he. <laughs> I'm already making a Facebook page for him. <laughs> In the arms of Jesus <laughs> 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 guys, you can t- you can tell that we're all tired and really punchy. Uh, so this is going to be a really fucking funny episode. Um, <laughs> that's that's Juan Carlos. Hi. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. We're all in separate time zones, but no matter where we are, we know that it's sleepy time for Josh Jackson right now. <laughs> I don't think I got an introduction this week. Yeah, I said... Especially, and everyone probably forgot about me, because I wasn't here last week. No, I mean, we didn't... Shane need- had to change the day. <laughs> the Geekscape <laughs> Games podcast is a fickle beast. Yeah, well, we didn't need you here. We had uh, Juan doing a, like, spot-on Derek It was so fucking funny. I was listening to it. <laughs> In my car, like when I was just driving to work or something, and I like, I feel like I almost crashed the car because I started <laughs> laughing so hard. It was so good. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. But all right, guys, punchiness and giggles aside, let's get into it. First thing on the list, the Game Awards were this past weekend, and we got a whole, whole bunch of announcements from a bunch of shit. But the first on the list is we had some brand new Zelda Wii U footy from Shiggy and uh, his friend. What, what was what was the other guy? I can't uh, remember his name. Ionuma. Uh, Ionoma. Um they <laughs> they showed they showed uh some more in-game footage of the new Zelda game. It looked fucking gorgeous. They showed off advanced horse AI um that I thought was pretty advanced. Pretty, pretty it's pretty advanced. I mean that's that's you know, that's more advanced than my little pony AI. But um I thought that was cool where uh the horse, you know, you didn't have to dodge the trees going through the forest, because uh, the guy was like, Well, Horses don't normally run into shit, so uh, so we're just gonna we we don't need you to like weave through everything. It's not like the speeder speeder scene in Return of the Jedi, um, but they they still said this, this game is coming out in 2015, uh, and I can't be any more hype because uh, tomorrow oh. tomorrow I'm whoa, excuse me <laughs> tomorrow I'm going to be getting a Wii U. And I'm going to put this on my must-have list for next year. What are you guys' thoughts of the sick Zelda footy? I'll let Derek go first. <laughs> well. Because we, we've missed you. Oh, yeah. I missed you guys, too. Well, so last, last weekend, uh, the Video Game Awards were on Friday, and I was actually... No, no, we need to clarify. It's the Game Awards. Is it the, the Game vi- Awards now? The yeah, vi- they changed the, it. Yeah, the Video something. Game Awards And apparently was through... it was much better, right? Uh, 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 oh, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. yeah. The the difference was the Video Game Awards was like done through Spike TV, and the yeah. Game Awards was just Jeff Keighley doing his shit. And like I said before, he's one of the last greats in the uh, industry. So yeah, he I heard did it was a, really rad. Yeah, um, I mean Reggie was there, and he was getting like the crowd was like Reggie, Reggie, <laughs> Reggie. Well, why wouldn't they? It's Reggie. Yeah, he's the Fiza Mech. Um. Yeah. So last it was it was last Friday, and I was actually away last weekend. I was uh about a three hour drive away from where I am right now in this like kind of really remote rural town. What was the name of the town? It's called Tofino. So it's like Tofino. right. It's like the furthest like place on the west coast. Uh, before like like the next land is like Japan or something like that. So it's like super like it's like wait a wait 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 what? Yeah, like it's like, like the first... you left the country. You were in Japan. No, the f- next thing over, like, like you're literally right on the ocean, and the next thing is Japan. Like, there's no other islands or anything like that. What's the name um, of this place? Again? Anyways, I was there for the weekend. Uh, which Tofino? Was great- Tofino? 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 Yeah. yeah. Assassin's well, Creed you- 2016? <laughs> Tofino? <laughs> I feel like that would be the most boring fucking game, because it's a very busy summer town for tourists, for instance, because it's super beachy and stuff, but literally, like half the place with like like almost every business we we're like oh let's go here let's go here for lunch and it was like closed closed until march like closed for the season everything was fucking closed but it was a really good weekend but uh yeah friday night everyone's like so many people are texting me they're like hey man did you see that zelda footage and i'm like no i fucking didn't because like uh first of all i was not you know i was doing stuff i didn't want to be on my phone and be looking at video game shit because uh, i was doing better stuff so uh getting it in probably i bet What's Knowing that? you What's getting that? it in, probably. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah. So plus they because it's literally oh, did we lose fucking nowhere. There's like like oh. I had like an edge. I had did I cut out? Yeah, for a uh, second. For yeah. the, because I was in the middle of nowhere. I had like an edge signal or like a below two G signal, so I could barely send like an email, let alone like load up a fucking Zelda video. <laughs> so I didn't see it until I got back, and I was like at work, and I was just like watching this footage when i got back and i was just like holy fuck like it's like zelda masked with like shadow of the colossus looking thing and this world is like absolutely beautiful and like i don't know it was just stellar like it's it's one one thing that's just really amazing to me is that like i feel like you know like going back to you know we, because we can't make it a week without mentioning ubisoft going back to Watch Dogs, we're going back to almost you know kill zone 2 or almost any single any any game that we see footage of before it comes out. It's like as those games progress and as the footage progresses, the games get worse and worse and worse looking. And they're always like, oh, yeah, for sure. This first video that we're showing you fully real time. This is what the game's going to look like. And the game doesn't ever look half as good as that. But And, it's, that, and that specifically uh, came up when they uh, put out the Uncharted 4 video. Oh, totally. Yeah. No, the, the Uncharted. Like the, the side by side from like, like, was it E3? They were like, this, this was playing or whatever their event was. It was like, this was playing on a... a PlayStation 4, it's like, yeah, rendered on a PC and then loaded on a thumbstick and played <laughs> off of the PS4. Yeah. Like, I mean, it looked, it looked shitty. It, well, it looked really good, but it looked shitty in comparison to, like, the video we saw three or four months ago or whatever, whenever it was. Yeah. But, uh, but I feel like Nintendo's, like, the anomaly there in that every time, every time we see new footage from one of their games, their games get better and better and better looking. Like, that Zelda footage looks stellar compared to even what we saw at E3 and, and, and and they're they're just a clear example of yeah every time we see one of their games like I can fully trust in Nintendo that this is what their game is going to look like 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 without a doubt and they're I feel like they're the only company them and like some indie companies because they're indie companies and they don't have the resources to fake that shit uh, they're like they're only really good examples of like this is you know they just don't fucking lie to us 
And uh, I, I have to say the other the other company that does that is CD Projekt Red. Who, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like is putting out the Witcher series. Like they and in one of the things on our news list is that it got delayed. And um, we'll talk about that later. Um, but they are all about like <laughs> we need to make sure this thing is fucking flawless before it goes out. Well, in the Witcher, I haven't played it a lot, but what I have played, it's so good. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. That's it. That's it for me. It looks fucking amazing, and I <laughs> I can't wait to play. One, well, uh, you are the. the you are uh, all inked up. And I had a with... great weekend. Thanks for asking. Uh, we... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, but we need to get back to this Tofino thing because you said it was the most like West Coast thing ever. But I'm looking at a map and nope, I don't think so. I think I think you're wrong because Unalaska is much more West Coast than Tofino. Maybe in Canada. No, 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 no. This is now, this is now a, geogra- a geography podcast. Um, <laughs> fuck it, whatever. Okay, Juan, you have... Uh, you have a um josh jackson is missing out on so much right now (laughs) (laughs) um you have uh quite a few zelda tattoos i do uh so i would say you are a resident zelda expert officially yes yes so um what are your thoughts after you saw this footy i was very surprised um, especially going off last year where the big announcement was that Cranky Kong was going to be an unlockable character or not unlockable. <laughs> but that was the big news. And there was teasers all up last year like, oh, you want to tune in for the video game awards because we have some big exciting news. And then he, the Reggie has the gall to wear the Samus pin on his suit. And he mentions, oh, well, maybe we have some Metroid news and we never get that. So this year going in, I didn't expect much either. What, we get a different color of the Wii U or, you know, Captain Toad DLC, something like that. And then they throw not only, you know, we have Zelda Wii U footage. And I was really shocked because we got four minutes of that. And I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, the Wii U is not performing as well as they want. And now that they're riding this high of Super Smash Brothers, Bayonetta 2, Hyrule Warriors is doing really well. Amiibos. Um, Amiibos, apparently breaking in what they're saying they're claiming a billion dollars not a billion yeah a billion uh, is it billion a billion with, with a b billion with a b just on that alone and the and with the first wave and then the second wave's coming out there you know what we got a strike where the iron is hot while people are out looking for a system or buying a system let's give them incentive for 2015 and not only do they give us zelda wii u footage and telling us that this game will be out next year uh, realistically, around November, that's when the Zelda games usually come out for um, home consoles. Yeah. But then they confirm that Star Fox will be out next year and it will be out before Zelda is out. So we might, if I'm going to be a betting man and place a little timetable, I'll say Star Fox will be out in May or June, around the same time Mario Kart 8 was out for us okay. um, here. So yeah, Star Fox, Splatoon, uh, Zelda Wii U, uh, all next year. Um, and but yeah, they had to show that footage now, um, just to get that E three hype started. What seven months early? Yeah, yeah. They, they, I think at this point they have to. I mean, they they have to kind of not just say that we're making these games, but here's footage of the game that. And they even go on and saying in the video, if you watch it again, that we've been in development for a, quite a while now, working really hard on this. So this is not something that we're doing now just to kind of make a game for the Wii U. You know, so I'm 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 really thrilled. I loved what I saw. It, it just the idea of having a Skyrim type world, but just Zelda, yeah, all over it. Um, it, it's returning to how the original Zelda was. You turn on the game, you walk into a cave, old man gives you a weapon. Cool. In real life, that's how it goes. You yeah, know, and then and then you're pretty much just sent like, hey, go f- fucking find your own adventure. Yeah, I, and I think I think that's really really something that we wanted for a long time, and 
I'm curious to see how Miiverse is implemented in this to see if they take advantage of the ability to communicate with friends, maybe even questing together. God help me if that really does come true, because I would love mm. that. Um, fucking all three of us, four of us questing together. It's it would, it would be like uh, four swords all over again. Yeah, four swords, open world. Like that's that's tack- too much, too yeah. much. It, I can't. It, it's, can't. It's I couldn't. Dream. I couldn't handle that. <laughs> I, I I can't even. I just can't. I've lost my ability to can. Yeah, but it, yeah, for what I saw, I was very, very pleased, and I, I'm just that hyped for E3 now. So, so hype. much hype, so, so hype. And then um, even more hype uh, is that Street Fighter V was announced, and it's, it's exclusive to the PS4 and PC. Um, that was the most shocking part about it. Um, they told it, Xbox to go home and be a family man. Yeah, I mean, at this point, like, what's the point of owning an Xbox? I mean, basically. <clears throat> Basically, uh, you have the Master Chef collection, and that's it. Um, good luck playing, getting anything other on there that's going to make anybody want to go buy it now. But um, isn't this fairly back to back compared to when Street Fighter Four came out? Didn't that come out two thousand eleven? Street Fighter Four? Yeah. When did that come out? I think it's older than that. Mm-hmm. Um, two thousand eight. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Street Fighter Four has been out for quite some time. But Shane lost a few about, years there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the thing with Street Fighter, uh, and I'm by no means a hardcore Street Fighter player, uh, but just from and people, please, if you listen, and you can correct me, but from my understanding, people preferred playing on the Xbox um, only because the servers were better. Because yeah, you had the free. I, I originally played Street Fighter Four on the PS3, but it would get really laggy at times. And I got it mainly because PS3, you had free online service. But then you compare playing on Xbox 360, I didn't get as much lag. Now, that could just be my personal experience with it. But I've noticed that, you know, people did have Xbox 360s and they did buy that version for uh, the, uh, for um, Street Fighter for their system. I, I can only imagine how so many people who have fight sticks for their Xbox Ones with anticipation of the next Street Fighter game, now they're stuck just playing Killer Instinct. <laughs> yeah, and, and what, what's the fuck the advantage playing that game with a uh, fucking fight stick? Yeah, it's... it's I, I, I don't know how much money Sony threw at Capcom to, say, make this exclusive for us. But, uh, I mean, it's going to be on the, the PC, you know, Hail PC Master Race. Yeah, PC Master Race. But, you know, the majority of people play this on home console. Yeah, you know, I I do. This is the, one of the few PC games I do have. I do have Street Fighter Four, um, um, for my PC, and I can use my Major League Gaming fight stick with it. But it, I just play it on home console. That's just the way I roll. So I I can't imagine how Xbox users must feel right now. You know, especially what does this mean for Marvel versus Capcom if they ever do another one of those? Yeah, yeah. that's that's interesting. That's interesting because I know a lot a lot of people play that game, and it and it pretty much I don't know how the numbers, but it can't be that dramatic like seventy thirty. I think it's like fifty fifty or sixty forty. Microsoft and Sony players with those fighting games, those two specifically. And if you take Street Fighter away from Xbox, holy shit! Like this is going to get ugly really fast. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to know how long that exclusivity is going to last. Um, it just reminds me of when Resident Evil Four came out in the GameCube, and it had the, the little little triangle in the corner that says "only for the GameCube." And then, like a year and a half to two years later, it came out on the PS Two, and then yeah. and then it came out on the PC like right thereafter. So 
Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see uh, until Capcom is hurting, and there's a couple dozen uh, Change.org petitions out there for him. Yeah, I, I just I don't know if this is a, a way for Capcom to cut cost or. Sony offered them a, just a really good deal. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this played out and what went out behind closed doors to get this deal done. Cause I know this is, I mean, people can spin this any way they want, but not having Street Fighter V available for Xbox One owners is a huge loss for them. Yeah. yeah. Could it possibly, you think, have been like a response? You know, Sony thinking we need to pull this big series to PS4 only in response to, like, Microsoft grabbing up Rise of the Tomb Raider or anything? Because that was a huge loss for PlayStation fans. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing a trend, and I think the days... I mean, not not for all games, but we're going to see more of this, and Street Fighter V will not be the last. Like, a big, you know, property of this nature going exclusive with one console, uh, we're going to see a lot more of it. And it's going to make it those days where, you know, and, and sadly... You know, for me, it's like I buy a Nintendo system and then I'll get either the Sony console or the Xbox. It's one of those two because the majority of the games, you know, for the last two generations, regardless of what system you own, Xbox or PlayStation, you can play it. Tomb Raider, Street Fighter, Marvel vs. Capcom, whatever. You can get it for either one. I'm afraid in a year or two, it's going to – if you really want to play those, you know, AAA games – some people are going to be forced to buy all three consoles because there's going to be no other way or to get a PC. It's Which just... everybody should have at this point. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's the master race. So it, I mean, it is, it is the master race. And, um, if you are a fan of geekscape.net, which why wouldn't you be for listening to this podcast? We had our, um, 2004 holiday wish list up and, uh, I did put on my list, but, uh, somebody didn't put it on my section, Derek, where I talked about uh, power supplies and new video cards, you know, I, I want an explanation for why you didn't include that. But you can you can put together a phenomenal PC for eight hundred bucks. It's you know future proof for a long time. So uh, there's there's no reason not to have a good PC nowadays. Uh, I took that out because you ha- already had a lot of stuff and you didn't put blurbs about those two things. So they were pretty much just links. So I was like, well, I'm gonna take those out so it'll look better. Oh and speaking of that, gosh. I still need to fucking. Josh <laughs> sent me. Josh sent me something to add, and I haven't added it in yet, and now I feel like a dick. <laughs> sorry, Josh. Just a really quick shout out. Um, sorry to interrupt, but we've had a request from a Uh-oh. listener. Uh oh. From uh, and this guy's been really nice, uh, Jeremy Shepard, um, who says, "Is there any way we can listen to the show live? Listen to the show live. That's." That's interesting. There's there's got to be a way we can do it. Um, I would say probably the easiest way would be Google Hangouts, J- Mr. Jeremy Shepard. Uh, Shepard! Uh, but the... We'll look into it. We'll, we'll look into it. Uh, we'll, we'll figure out what we can do. Because um, uh, we do it over Skype, and that's probably the best uh, IP telephony. Uh, IP telephony, UP urine. Uh, <laughs> that's... Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well... We'll figure it out for you, Shepard. We'll figure that, it out for you. That'd be fun. That'd be yeah. fun to do. Yeah, because I, I know that uh, that's he's not the first one to ask. Uh, he's just the first one to get uh 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 get like what's uh, it's so I'm so tired. I don't even I don't even know I don't even know the words. No, don't even know the words. But you were talking about how like um there's there's all this exclusivity. Uh, Destiny has been severely PS4 um heavy um 
content uh, came out on the PS4 sooner. The most recent expansion, um, the depth below, has like two more raids over the Xbox version, um, which is r- really weird. I want to know what the fuck happened at Microsoft and Bungie that Bungie is just like, you know what? Fuck it. We're out, and you know what? Fuck you guys. You're getting like less content. I think that probably had nothing you know, to do with. It feels like all for the last ten years that these games that have appeared on both consoles are like a dude who gets to sleep with two different girls, and now he's finally at a point where the girls are like, either you're with her or you're with me. Ah, uh, you know, it's one of the. It feels like that. You know, it could, and it could be a girl and with two guys. Hey, whatever floats your boat. But it just seems like we can't play. We can't play both fields anymore. You can't go to both girls. Or you can't go to both guys. You got to pick one or the other. And Nintendo is just sitting at, <laughs> on its own little island, like, uh, you know what? We make our own games. We're good here. Um, but then again, they need a third party help too. But it's I I don't know, man. It's going to be a very interesting E3 this year coming up because um, I think we're going to get a lot more announcements of exclusivity. I think that's going to be the word of 2015 when it comes to gaming. Yeah. Oh, oh, Derek, did we lose you? Are you there? I'm here. Okay. Um, n- not only are not, not only are we tired, but your internet's tired. Uh, yeah, I think uh, it's because I'm in Canada. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also in the the communist time zone. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Um, um. Do you have anything to say about uh, console exclusivity or any of that stuff? Uh, just on the note of you were talking about Destiny, I don't. I think that probably had nothing to do with Bungie, and that was 100% an Activision thing. Yeah. And oh. Uh oh! If are you guys in the Google Docs? Looks like Mr. Josh Jackson. Oh, Uh-oh. he just texted me. So uh oh, uh oh, let's add him. Let's add him in. This is this is this is live. This is live, people. Let's see. We'll have to do another slate. <laughs> Come on, Josh, answer. That's that's radio lingo for those of you <laughs> listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, while we're while we're calling him, um, let's get to the amiibos and what we have on our list: the fucking amiibos, the, the, the drogas, the, the, the drogas. Los, los drogas. Um, Nintendo is reported uh, reportedly selling obviously a billion dollars worth of amiibos, uh, which the people, the the naysayers are like, Nintendo's done. Nintendo's done. Doomed. Have, doomed have to be doomed. Eating, eating their words. No, they're um, not. They're still gonna fucking say they're doomed. Because that's yeah. what they've been fucking doing forever. But when secretly did, buying amiibos when nobody's looking. <laughs> yeah, when did when did the amiibos uh, hit no, the market? November twenty first. So I'm I'm looking at their stocks on Bloomberg, and they were they were they hit an all time low, uh, not a, almost an all time low at the end of or the middle of October, and then have been going up. But there was a huge spike when the amiibos came out in their stock price, and it's it's come back down since then. But um, but also on the obviously the topic of amiibos uh, there was a rumor out that gamestop is pulling a little forced artificial rarity um a insider at the gamestop uh a gamestop said uh sent some sent an email to nintendonews.com saying that gamestop is planning to artificially limit uh what uh yep. shulk, shulk amiibos they're gonna get Mm-hmm. And that they're only going to order the ones that count as pre-orders, and then, um, then a few months later, what they'll ask for a second shipment and then sell it as used products. Yeah, um, but, which but is a, but at a, a higher price because it's, right uh, because of Unopened. the demand. And then it wasn't wasn't that what they were doing with um, 
Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah, I mean, like, what is their what is their fucking hard on with with Xenoblade and Force Rarity? I mean, they they strike they struck a exclusivity deal with Nintendo to sell the game. I think I had to do something with uh, production, and you had and I pre ordered that game, and sure enough, you know, if you pre ordered it, you got it. But I can't remember any GameStop where you were able to walk in and just buy it. They would tell customers, no, I mean, we only had enough for pre orders. Then a month passes, and then all of a sudden you see copies of Xenoblade Chronicles appear on the used shelf, uh, but they were hiked up. They were like selling for sixty nine ninety nine or even like seventy five bucks. There was one point where you would have to pay like close to a hundred dollars to get it. Yeah, yeah, and, and then wasn't it yeah. like it, it? Weren't they rumored to be repackaging new new copies as yes. used? Yes, it's like they what would- the fuck. They would and, just open it. It's and, but I mean they do stuff like that now. Where uh, if you get the last copy of a game, they put the disc in there and they put this little clear circle circular sticker, and they sell it to you as new. And I've asked the guy, oh, "How come I'm paying for the new price if it's open? I mean the shrink wrap is is gone, and the disc has been removed." And it was like, "No, it's still a new product. It hasn't been played." I was like, no, that's not the plate's not the thing. It's just that it's been opened. It's no longer factory sealed. Did it, I make it in time for the GameStop bashing? Uh, yes. Well, you're actually, just here. Yes, now you're here. here. All right. We need to do a slate to sync up your audio. Here's a little behind the scenes for how we do the podcast here. So, everybody, you ready to do another slate? Everybody? Are you ready, Josh? Are you ready, Derek? All right. Okay. All right. One, two, three. All right, that's how we sync the audio, folks. So, Josh, you're sunk. Uh, yeah, get on the GameStop bashing wagon. We're talking about how they're dicks, and they got a fucking hard-on for limiting uh, Xenoblade products. Yeah, no, and as Juan was saying, because I used to work at GameStop, and that used to be one of the dumbest, most ridiculous concepts that they had to um, push on us was selling the open box of the brand-new game at the full price and try to explain to people that there's no difference when, obviously, regardless of the game, was, regardless of whether or not the game was actually played, which nine times out of ten, it actually was played because a lot of the stores had like a rental policy for employees. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, so yeah. they would so they would take the open copy. I mean, it varied from store to store. Some stores would only let you do new ones. I mean, used ones. But other stores would let you take the brand new one that was opened home for a couple of days and play it. So a lot of really? times it was actually used and... We didn't say we didn't say it was because you're not supposed to tell them that we rent the games, basically. To 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 employees, obviously, you didn't you didn't have like a public rental, right? Exactly. Hmm. So and the, and then we would still um, bring it back and sell them as new. And one messed up thing was my the GameStop that my work my, that my wife worked at. They would do like a they would manually do like a ten percent discount because there was actually an option in the system to do a discount for an open box item. And I think the person who was doing that ended up getting fired when corporate found out. Ooh. Even though the manager gave him the permission to do it. So what the heck? That's it's, shitty. Yeah. So GameStop I mean, stories after dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, I'll um, in the, the article that we, uh, that we put up about it, I, I put a video that mega 64 did um, called save GameStop. And it was, it's very much in the vein of those uh, Sarah McLaughlin commercials about, you know, the, <laughs> crying puppies i'll put a link to it but it's 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 very very topical um but yeah gamestop gamestop as bad or worse than ubisoft not as bad (laughs) come on now let's not this is close but there can't there can't be that much evil in the universe at at least i feel like they'd probably be friends (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, probably. But at least GameStop brings out the products that they promise, and they're not like falling apart either. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, expecting um, Shulk's. I'm expecting time. Shulk's face to be intact once it comes out. But I will <laughs> add though to this Shulk amiibo talk that there's been people on Twitter saying that they are no longer able to pre-order the Shulk amiibo in the store in person. You can uh, up to this moment pre-order it online. Really? Right. Yeah, you can still get it online for twelve ninety nine. But if you were to try to go to a GameStop and try to reserve it, they would say that some stores would say that they already met their quota. That you would ha- they would actually send you to the online site, like do it online, but we can't do it in the store anymore. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It might Which be is from- very strange. Yeah, it might be very strange for you to do that. That's definitely strange. I j- actually just pre-ordered two of them tonight, so that must be like a store to store thing. If yeah, I, I already have my two as well, just because I know that. Because I apparently in Canada, if Derek, because I know we had this discussion about the Lucario amiibo, um, yep. you're not allowed to pre-order. So they're that communist up there. Uh, well, as far as I know, Toys R Us has not even listed Wave because Lucario is the Toys R Us one, right? Yes. Right. Uh, Toys R Us .ca right now does not even list the Wave Two amiibos on their website. So there's wow. nothing, uh, and there were no pre-orders at all for for the Series One in Canada. Uh, I do know that Meta Knight did hit BestBuy.ca briefly today, but sold out long before I was able to get to it. Wow. Um, apparently someone on, on a forum that I was looking at said that they would be restocking it today. So I'm pretty much like refreshing every five seconds. Hey, and, Derek. Hey, Derek. Yeah, yeah. I have two pre-ordered and I could just hook you up with one. Uh, would you do that? Like I would. Yeah. Fillet, I'll fillet you next time I see you. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you want. Hold wait, wait. What's the timestamp on that? Thirty-two minutes. That's our that's our intro. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, and you know what? I, I'm I'm going like, is to that I'm going to GameStop tomorrow to, to get, get one, my or? Wii U. What? <laughs> and <laughs> like, because I don't want to take away your Meta Knight. Like, maybe you just wanted two. <laughs> no, no. I, I look. I'll be honest with you. I because I have a thing against uh, not to get too off track, but I hate scalpers. I absolutely hate scalpers because uh, they raid Toys R Us stores and they take product from fans, you know, they who are working at real jobs, you know. But these neckbeard guys who have nothing to do at 1030 in the morning, they go on a Tuesday, pretty much clear the, the, the shelves of all the Amiibos that people want. And then they put them on their eBay sites and hike up the price by three times what they're worth. And just destroys the whole fun of it. Like, you know, they just keep them in boxes. So I said, you know what? Here's my policy. I'm going to buy two of the ones that I feel people are going to want. And I'll keep one for myself. And yeah, I open those things. I'm not that hardcore of a collector. I want to use them for their intended purpose. And the other, I'm going to keep for friends that I know who want them. And that way they don't have to pay the extravagant $30, $40 price tag. Because all they want to do is, you know, use it. They don't want to just you know, store it someplace. So yeah, I have two Meta Knight that I pre-ordered. So you can easily get the other one if you want. You're a saint, Juan. I do want that. I do. I do, I do want to call out um, as one of those uh, shithead neckbeard scalpers, uh, our glorious leader, Jonathan London, uh, flashback to Comic-Con uh, this year. He got up super early one morning to get uh, the Magic the Gathering cards uh, and the Infinity Gauntlet. Just so he could sell them on eBay, but that's Infinity Gauntlet and Magic: The Gathering. Who fuck cares about that? <laughs> well, <laughs> we're talking okay. amiibos, man. We're talking <laughs> amiibos, <laughs> real fans. None of that CCG shit. <laughs> yeah, one love. 
right, all right. Um, Josh, do you have anything uh, to say about uh, Amiibos? Anything? Um, no, not really. Except that I got my Shulk pre-ordered. I got uh, Lucario pre-ordered. So to hell with everyone else. <laughs> and the last thing I'll say about Amiibos, the we're talking about exclusives, the Rosalina and Luma Amiibo is the Target exclusive, and that has yet to go on pre-order. Ooh. But we will definitely make that known. The minute it goes up, uh, we'll put it on Twitter. We'll put it on Facebook. But you should definitely jump on that because if it's one thing we learned from Marth, we fit trainer and villager and all this rumors of discontinuation and cancellation, uh, the Lucario, the a Rosalina Luma, the Meta Knight, and the Shulk figure should be definitely on your to-do list today or tomorrow. Get that done. Yeah. And then uh, tomorrow, I hopefully, I'm going to be picking up my Wii U, and I'm gonna might so as well proud. just might as well just fucking pre-order some Shulks. Get a little get a little Shulk job going. And then and then uh, Shane, mm-hmm. uh, you were asking last week about what games you should get. Yeah, Monster Hunter Three Ultimate. I have it on the the 3ds. I mean, you could get you could get it for fourteen ninety nine. It's like super cheap right now. Okay, we can play online together. Oh yes, and we can. Uh, there's an option to, like move my save over, right? Yep. Yeah, you can you move, can move your save back over. And forth. So right. we could, yeah. So you could play all your three guys. Put on the Wii U. We can just have fucking hunts on the weekends, uh, and we should live stream it. Yeah, we can do that. Totally. We could do that. Totally. All right. Um, next on the list, uh, the Final Fantasy VII cock tease at the um, the <laughs> Sony event, the PlayStation Experience. Did anybody see this live? Because it was the funniest fucking thing I've ever no, seen. No, but I saw IGN's bullshit article where they posted a picture of Advent Children. When announcing it, so it implied that it was oh, a full fuck. 3D remade thing, oh, and then you click on their article, them. and it's like, oh, it's a port. So when it happened, it was it was the last thing they talked about. It was their and one more thing, and they're <laughs> like, you've all been in asking for it. We've heard your cries, and then the Final Fantasy VII logo comes up, and the crowd goes fucking bonkers. Everyone's like, ah, 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 <laughs> It's, everybody's going fucking berserk. It's like, that's right. We're porting Final Fantasy VII to the PS4. And then the crowd's just like, <laughs> dead silent. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, Sony? I mean, come on. It's just like, you, you know how, you know how bad these people want like a, a, a remake of it. And he's just like, I couldn't believe like how much they dropped the ball. Yeah, no, there. Square's just fucking with people at this point. Like, yeah. I mean, well, and it was it was it was totally Sony. So like Sony could have been like the first thing, like, hey guys, Final Fantasy Seven PS4, let's go talk about some, you know, Uncharted. But no, the last thing, it's like, oh, one more thing. It, it was. I, I feel like I feel I like the people it. at Sony and um, Square Enix have some kind of joint office pool to see how many times they can re-release Seven until people start stop buying it. Yeah, and then the the worst part is that um, today they announced that it's going to be sixteen bucks. What? Why? Mm. <laughs> I know, right? Well, because fans have been asking for it. Fans have been asking to buy it for the third time at triple the price as it was the first time. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, uh, yeah. And and you know what? Like I, that game is has always been ugly. It's it's never been like except for the you know the the pre rendered cutscenes. That game it did was, not age well. No, it didn't age. It, it didn't age good when it was new. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember playing I mean, that game specifically, uh, wanting to get to the next cutscene. Because <laughs> that was the only part that looked it was just, really good. It was just a vehicle for the cutscenes. Um, yeah, so I don't think I'm going to get it because 
Fuck Final Fantasy VII. It's so overrated. I can't yeah, understand it. The funny it. thing is, like, Final Fantasy VII was my first Final Fantasy, and I loved it, and I still do to a degree, but now that... And I don't have nostalgia to cloud me because I played them in reverse. I only played the Super Nintendo ones like a year or two ago. But like, yeah, mm. five, four, I feel like four, five, and six, those three Super Nintendo ones just trounce every other Final Fantasy. Oh, yeah. Especially five. I'm, I mean, five never got released in the United States until like the PS1. So that one especially doesn't get any credit. But that game in particular is fantastic, even though six is probably my favorite overall. But just want to give a special shout out to five because it's so much better than it gets credit for. And I love the job system. So yeah. It expanded on the job system in a huge ways compared to part three. So if you didn't play Final Fantasy V, anyone out there, you just go, go play, drop whatever you're doing, just go play it. Okay. All right. Bye. Right, See bye. you guys. Show's over. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, we've, we've been rambling and we've had some technical difficulties. So we are, uh, going long. Is there any other news topics any of you guys want to get to before we will be get to what we've been playing? Uh, I feel like Ralph Bayer is important. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, I totally missed about that. Um, the the man who invented video games uh, died at uh, ninety two. Ralph Bayer he invented the the Magnavox Odyssey, but his first um, his first game console was the Brown Box, and it um, it was Pong, and it had a skeet shooting game, and it had a couple other games built in, and you changed them with dip switches, and it was super super you know is you know ridiculously low tech as you could get but you know then he went on to make the magnavox odyssey and he invented video games and he he uh he died on december 6 and you know he lived a pretty fucking long time and had a you know good life and you know he was uh inducted into the national inventors hall of fame in 2010 so he went out on a high note he went out on a high note um what do you guys think? Are you guys, uh, I mean, I was, I was sad. Hmm. I was, yeah, I was, definitely was sad, sad to hear. I mean, you know, he, at one, on one hand, it's hard to be, I guess, too sad because he lived a long, full life. He accomplished more than most of us will ever hope to. So, um, and I would, ironically, we, I would probably accomplish a lot more if I wasn't addicted to video games, which I have to think. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Damn you, Ralph Burr! <laughs> but no, definitely. I mean, it's always sad to hear when someone passes and, you know, definitely. Yeah. Well, it's like a bittersweet thing, yeah. I think, for something like this, because it's like, yeah, it's not like it's not like he got in a car accident or you know he anything really bad happened. Like he he was an old fucking man. <laughs> uh, you know, with you're, all so due respect, you're so eloquent. You're so eloquent. With all due respect, he was an old dude, and and <laughs> everyone's got to go. And he lived a long life, and everyone is going to fucking remember him forever because he literally. You know, is, is gaming not like the biggest, like one of the biggest, if not the biggest entertainment it thing is. on the planet? And oh, that yeah. he invented that. And yeah. the world is a different and most would say better place because of the shit that he did uh, or what what came from the shit that he did. And and it's incredible. And yeah, he's, you know, in the history books. I, I will say that he had the... I'm I'm glad that he lived as long as he did because especially with literature and other other people who we remember and recognize for their achievements a lot of these people especially writers they don't enjoy their fame when they're alive you know Edgar Allan Poe never really enjoyed his fame it's not after she he died Emily Dickinson same thing you know she wrote all these fucking poems and she was discovered after her death so she never 
enjoyed any of this yeah. and recognition. So for Ralph Bayer to live as long and see this industry grow from him, you know, developing the brown box to what it is now, you know, an industry that millions and millions of people around the world enjoy and take part of and, and how it brought people together. He lived a life where he can see the beginnings of this industry and see it develop over the last 30, 30 plus years. So I, I feel grateful and, and you know, it's, I'm happy knowing that he lived long enough to see it go to this point and knowing that he is, you know, has a huge part for what this is and what we do. And, and so, you know, that, you know, when it was his time that he can go feeling like, you know what? I did something really substantial with my life and yeah. I have no regrets. Yeah. You hit the fucking nail on the head. And yeah, no, that's, that's, that's it. That's, so that's awesome. all, all that needs to be said. And you know, there's, um, I'll, I'll see if I can track down the video, but there's a video of him and a colleague like demoing the brown box and he keeps getting like beaten in table tennis and he he rage quits so he he's also <laughs> he like stands up puts the the controller down and he's like no 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 and he puts his hands above his head and just walks off and his friends like his colleague sitting there he's like what 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 so he also <laughs> invented the that rage is, quit that, god that's that's that's, that's impressive awesome. it's pretty it's it's Eric? pretty amazing to think about though like yeah, like exactly what Juan said. Like he this like this didn't exist before this guy, and then he literally got to see everything happen up until this point. And like like to be able to see the evolution of something that you created go, you know, however many years and and evolve far beyond. Like like when he was making that like the Brown Box and the Magnavox Odyssey, like there's no way he could have fathomed what games would become and what they would do to be to culture and to popular culture and and just exactly what they could do and how they could bring people together and and everything like that like there's no way he could have imagined that stuff and and he got to live it and that's that's really cool yeah yeah so uh rest in peace ralph uh that's yeah that's pretty much it um anything else on the news list you guys want to talk about um real quick i wanted to i meant to add this to the news list but i passed out and joined yeah, like a half hour wait, no. we were right we we did like hey before we got recorded like how much do you want to bet josh just fell asleep <laughs> yeah pretty much i had four to one odds on you <laughs> no but so my bookie's pretty pissed oh yeah so well hopefully someone made some money he somewhere bet a, he bet a martha amiibo on that <laughs> yeah he bet all he bet all of his martha amiibo that he got for jonathan and lost <laughs> <laughs> jonathan's gonna be pissed <laughs> no um but I, it's not on the news list. I meant to add it, didn't. But did any of you guys hear about the Lucky Chloe controversy as far as Tekken Five or Tekken Seven? God, it's hard to believe we're at seven. But yeah, no, I have no fucking idea. You're gonna have to. Okay. What's what's it? What's it? Tekken. <laughs> I don't. I think we're seven games in, and they still haven't told us. <laughs> okay. But um, all right. <laughs> it'll be it'll be like Shenmue, where the last game they'll finally start telling us what a Tekken is, and then they'll never release another one. Yeah, I mean. What the fuck is a lucky hit? Uh, lucky Chloe. Um, she is basically. Oh, oh, lucky. Hit. Oh, lucky hit, motherfucker. <laughs> I, totally, <laughs> I totally, I totally missed that for a second. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, look at Shane. Shane give him a second. Uh, <laughs> give him a second. Like, how about a game Wait for how it? About a game of lucky hit. No. Um, <laughs> looking for some sailor. Anyway. Um. So. Uh, Lucky Chloe was this new character that they introduced for Tekken 7 who is based off of 
like Japanese idol stereotypes, basically. And her moves look uh, like a combination of June Kazama and uh, Eddie Gordo. Um, but apparently there was a lot are, of... Are you on fire right now? Is oh, that what we're hearing in the background? Yeah, no, it's just like, you know, when I'm on, I'm on. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, basically there's been fan outcry saying that a character like her doesn't belong in Tekken, even though Tekken's a series that at one point had a baby dinosaur, a kangaroo, a bear, a living mannequin, and a host of other ridiculous concepts as fighters. So yeah, it wasn't wasn't King like a half lion, half like dude. Yeah, he's like a luchador though, so it was just like a, a dude in a mask, basically. Oh, was it? Yeah, okay. but it's like, and I'm looking at a picture. It's a picture of her fighting King right now. Oh so. yeah, that's ironic. But um, <laughs> like. I, the creator of Tekken ended up getting on social media and getting upset at all like the NeoGAF people and the tweets that he was getting saying that she didn't belong. And he basically said that he was going to pull her from the North American copies of the game and replace her with a with a huge bald buff fighter to appease the the Westerners who were complaining wow. about her. So wow, really? Because I'm looking at the the pics and she looks fucking adorable, and I would love to play as her but fuck that guy yeah no it's ridiculous i mean i mean and this debate can go on and on we're not going to take too much time because we're already running late but i mean one just a problem with games in general it seems lately is that it feels like you just try to force our um western i guess customs on japanese games and that's not going to work it's kind of similar to that guy who was a judge for the video game awards who said that he would have quit if bayonetta 2 won game of the year and based on his background it's probably because he's assuming that the game is sexist and is demeaning and that the game probably shouldn't have even been nominated or whatever but you know japanese culture it does, does is he is he banging anita sarkeesian oh, it sounds i wouldn't be surprised but um <laughs> but <laughs> and, and that's that's also like you say that there's such a stigma for other um other uh, uh cultures i remember i saw a, a video of phil fish on a panel and it's like japanese like like Japanese game de- indie developers, like, hey, you know, I'm a big fan of you. I love your stuff. You know, and he asked him a question, and Phil Fish came back and says, "Well, y- you know, you're Japanese, and Japanese people can't make good video games." And like, just like tore him apart. And like, I was just sitting there, like, "Wow, what the what the fuck?" So there is a like a really weird, uh, I don't know, like culture rivalry. Like, just like you know, if that 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 cutesy anime girl Chloe, yeah, she may not be your normal like um a protagonist in an american video game but fuck it like who cares i mean you're you're fighting pandas for christ's sake so yeah, like, exactly i don't it's, it's just funny that you know west if you know westerners if they are at the forefront of this argument when did we become like the taking the moral high ground or developing games where it involves a guy going on a fucking murdering rampage it was that one game that we talked hatred. about in our first episode. Oh, hatred, yeah, hatred. Like, yeah, like, oh yeah, we don't want this cutesy girl, this oversexualized. And, and I just looked at the video. There's, no, it's so damn tame. Like that, that's that's horrible. How dare you, sir? Now, if you excuse me, we're gonna make this animation where we're stabbing a baby with a penknife. <laughs> you know, like, like it's you. You can't have it both ways. Like our. Just fucking leave well enough alone. It's not hurting anybody. And people are saying they're not going to buy the game. Come the hell. You know, it's because your parents won't let you play it in the first place. Yeah. And, you know, like. And, like, there's nothing even. I don't even see the problem. There's nothing sexual in the slightest about the character. So, no, and Tekken nothing. in general is 
compared to especially in fighting games where there's a lot of characters that are defined by like their big boobs or whatever there's like really not there's really hardly any characters like that in tekken like it's tekken's probably the one of the most tame i would probably go as far to say the most tame mainstream fighting game out there in terms of variety and um and character representation is without being too overly sexualized but it seems like you're just going to find a reason to complain about whatever you can just because you don't want a Japanese idol in your game full of pandas and kangaroos. Yeah, uh, and, <laughs> and she's obviously, like at least for me, the most compelling character in that game right now. Oh, yeah. But I'm a weeaboo. Yeah, I'm bordering back onto the weeaboo side, so. And I just I just found, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's uh, Husbon- Husbondo yeah. or Husbando? Husbondo. <laughs> Husbando is like the Husbando <laughs> is like the male equivalent of a waifu. So, Derek, you're you are my Husbando. I think your Husbando just died. <laughs> I, think, Did you die? I think you just. I don't even away. know what to say. <laughs> um. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should I thought, say. I, say, I, I you should say yes. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> um. I, all right. Uh. So let's get into what we've been playing. Um. Um. I'll just. Started off Grand Theft Auto Online 5, that's all I've been playing, uh, playing it with my friend Dylan, just uh, get into a private server and just do like ridiculous shit, uh, put on the most absurd costumes ever, just try to do fuck, fucking fun shit, it's great, um, get get on it, though I think you have to, like if you're playing on a server, I think there's a prerequisite that you have to be a criminal because everybody on game chat just sounds like they just knocked over a 7-Eleven. <laughs> I, I forgot how to like make a vehicle your your vehicle. Like you have to buy insurance on it so that, you know, if it blows up, like you can get another one. And I get on game chat like, hey, guys, I haven't played this, you know, since it fucking came out. How do you do this? Again? And this guy's like, yeah, uh, hold on. And he just like rips a big old fucking bong rip. He's like, all right, this is what you got to do. And tells me, <laughs> I'm just like, holy shit. All right. Did I just like. Am I, am I now part of MS13? Like, what's what's going on? You're so, going to get jumped in. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I've been playing. What have you guys been playing? Derek? Uh, well, the main game I've been playing this past week, uh, past couple of weeks, actually, uh, it's called uh, Amiibo Hunter. <laughs> uh, and basically what I do, uh, what you do in the game is, uh, you know, when you're at work, uh, which is in a mall, you, you go to Walmart and uh, you go to Toys R Us. And you go to EB Games, which is like GameStop, but uh, oh, we used, called e- we, called used have, we used to have EB Games here in, in Freedom Land. Yeah, and the GameStop uh, bought them and yeah, shut so them all to, down. You go to all three of those places and look for Marth, and then you leave disappointed because he's never there. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then you uh, hit the continue button the next day and you try again. And uh, I'm still playing, and <laughs> I'm still trying to pass level one. But uh, besides that, <laughs> besides that, I've. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I've actually been putting some time into Papers, Please, which is a game that I've, I knew about and l- I thought it looked really cool, but I missed out on until a few days back when, you know, when I was basically, they were basically like, oh, we're releasing on the iPad. I was like, oh, I should probably see what this is. And I've put a couple of hours into it, but I'm actually really waiting for the iPad version, which is actually launching, should be launched by the time this releases. Uh, cause yeah, after playing for a couple hours, that is a game that feels a hundred percent like it's meant for a touchscreen, like, like especially playing with a trackpad like on a laptop or anything like that like oh your yeah is, your, your that's gonna be that's gonna be a nightmare on a trackpad it definitely feels it feels like it's made for a touchscreen and so i can't wait to play it on one um and aside from that i also picked up sunset overdrive today because i was randomly at costco and they had it for like 25 bucks yes and so i was oh wow you know, yeah if, so if costco in canada they do have costco in canada wow um 
so yeah, it was like, and I literally got like the last copy they had, and I was I like, like how oh, that's man. the most amazing thing that I've learned this <laughs> week. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, I'm not gonna say no to that. So I put a couple of hours into that today as well, and it feels it's super fun. It, I'm not usually a big open world guy, and and it's definitely a game that I have to, to play in small chunks. It feels like, but it feels a lot like it feels like a much much more fun version of Infamous, uh, really to yeah. to me. And the, I think the, the respawn system. Yeah, I really love fun. how fluid the controls are in that game, and the tra- and the travel. That was always my yeah, favorite part yeah. of that. Yeah, and it fe- it feels like because that was that was one of the parts of Infamous that was lacking the most was getting around, and it was always very clunky and not overly fluid or anything like that. And this really solved that. And yeah, it feels you know it definitely feels like it it takes a lot from Infamous, at least in my you know in my in my my opinion. But it's like much more colorful and much more fun and it's really funny and and everything like that and i i can't wait to jump more into it oh yeah cool cool uh, uh josh um, what you well been i was also playing amiibo hunter and uh it's about as disappointing <laughs> as waiting for a final fantasy 7 remake to come out or assassin's <laughs> creed unity um but <laughs> um but it's nothing's as disappointing as Assassin's Creed Unity. I do, I do, I do have some uh, Unity news. They announced today that patch number four is going to be hitting <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> December 15th. And the the only thing I could think of was, hey, a month after release, it's almost ready oh, to awesome. be released. So, so after this patch, <laughs> you'll be able to get past the start screen? <laughs> yeah, I, I, ha- I still have yet to plug it in. And then I, I, my, my friend got it. And was like, oh, and he started playing. It's like, oh, it's not that bad, not that bad. A week later, he's like, you were right. It's complete garbage. I couldn't get pat, couldn't get more than a couple hours. My uh, one of my friends says it's his favorite game of the year. He's he he also loved he also loved (laughs) get him out of here. He's no longer your friend. Shout out to Mike. How how long has he been working at Ubisoft? (laughs) (laughs) Um. Oh yeah, but games I've been playing. That's right. I forgot. Um. Anyway. Um. I instead of rambling about everything I played, I've just been catching the rest of the legendaries in Pokemon. But most importantly, I am the most badass motherfucking Taylor in the entirety of Riveria in Fantasy Life, and I just saved the Nap Dragon from a Shadow Stone or Dark Stone. I'm sorry, Dark Stones. Very important. Yeah, I have no idea what you just said, but now I want to play Fantasy Life more than anything it, I ever want it, to play. It's in my amazing. Life. It's like I'll walk around and like save the world like stabbed to death a bunch of bandits and then i'll go home and make myself a shirt it's incredible it's the most amazing thing <laughs> that i've played in the last that, that's such yeah. a that's a weird dichotomy of like <laughs> your cross stitching abilities can do more than create a fabulous wardrobe it slays yeah, so the mighty stitch right through their throats. <laughs> cool cool all right uh one uh you've been playing i uh three words Captain Mother fucking Toad. Toad. Cap- Captain Motherfucking Toad. Captain Mother Toad. <laughs> I, and I will say this. I will say this is the most adorable goddamn game that I have played in months. Just watching him fix his little light and just ready for adventure. And it's just, I was like, hell yeah, I'm ready for adventure, motherfucker. Let's do this. <laughs> Every level you answer him. Every single level you're like, fuck yeah, Captain Toad. You don't even yeah. have to ask. I'm so ready. <laughs> I, I just tap my chest. You, you don't have to ask me, man. It was like it's like you ever see Pee Wee's Big Adventure towards the end where he's dressed up as that nun, yeah, and he's filming that scene and that little kid jerk. The director asks him, "All right, are you ready?" And he goes like, "Ready? I was born ready. I was ready since first take. I am ready." <laughs> you know, that, I felt like that, and so I'm I'm cruising with Captain Toad, and I, I gotta admit, my wife, man, I love her. 
she has been taking the control from me. And when I come home, she's playing Captain Toad. She's for this is the first time this has happened. She's further in a video game than I am. Oh, wow. She, we she, need, we need to get her on this podcast and get you. I, yeah, she, yeah, that thing. So, guys, thank you for 10 great episodes. <laughs> um, it's been a good run, but yeah, you know, she's. And then I saw the, you know, the second chapter of what happens in Captain Toad. And she and Derek would understand this. She got really excited to see who she gets to play as. Oh, yeah. And so she literally told me, go, you can go do your work. I'll be fine. You don't want to, she wanted to be by herself <laughs> enjoying the game. And, and the more, and, and we were watching the credits and seeing him ride in the little mine car. My God, he's, it's the year yes. of Captain Toad next year. So Cap- well, Captain I, Toad I, I'm, is the fucking best. I know we're going. I'm just. I'm, I'm waiting for the next Smash Brothers when Peach accidentally pulls out Captain Toad and he turns around and smacks her. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> right on. I uh, I know. I ain't ready for this. Boom. <laughs> that's one adventure. That's not funny. <laughs> that's not funny, you guys. Uh, one thing I know we're going to talk about in a couple weeks, but I feel Captain Toad has got to be in my top five of the year. Like. It is just so different than anything else I've played in a long time. And I'm not usually, like, I don't usually play a ton of puzzle games, but, like, it's got to be one of the best puzzle games I've played in years. And, well, and I said that in my review, and it's, it's, I keep, the more I keep playing, the, the you know, the more it solidifies that, because it's just so much fun. Cool, cool. All right. Uh, so I'll definitely be getting that when I get my, my Wii U. Um, but let's get into mission objectives. I feel like, I feel like every week, like, since the very first week, you're like, you know what, guys? I'm getting a yeah. Wii U tomorrow. And now it's been 10 weeks and you still don't have one. But you're like, again, you're like, I'm getting well, one tomorrow. I, I don't, I won't believe it until you send me like a photo of it. Hey, you know what? I, I played my gig today. I, I, I got, I got, I'll get paid tomorrow. I'll be picking it up. Uh, but I'm probably not going to be able to play it until Sunday or Monday because I have a full fucking weekend. So, yeah. bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> what, I, don't know, I don't know what kind of fucking response that was. <laughs> um, How many amiibos are you going to buy with it? I don't even want it. All of them. I think Neither gonna... did I. And now look at me. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna get the remember, shulk, do shulk remember one. the week. Do you remember the week before they came out? And I'm like, I'm not gonna buy any of them. Thanks for saving me money, Nintendo. <laughs> and now I'm like, I literally go to three stores every single day and try to see to try to. And find now Nintendo's like, giving you the, the big middle finger. What's wrong with me? <laughs> it's to the point where I'm buying extras just so I can customize them. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, Derek, you're gonna have to buy extras just for coming on figurines. So I read it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, mission objectives. Um, last week we had a uh, last two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. Yeah, uh, copies of the new Pokemon games. Um, the remaining copy, uh, Mega yes. Ruby, right? Yeah, Ruby um, was still out there, and the winner is Kim Sarah Lagui. Sarah Lagua. Don't know how to pronounce your last name, but Kim, Yay. it's yours. Congratulations. I think her, I think her name is pronounced Winner. Oh, <laughs> uh, Kim Winner. So um, she'll, she'll be getting that, and um, we're going to be having um, we're going to be having a lot more uh, giveaways. Uh, we uh, we got codes left and right for all sorts of games, so we're going to collect some. So keep keep listening in. We'll we'll be getting some stuff uh, for you, but um. No amiibos. No amiibos. No amiibos. <laughs> and then um, I also want to do uh, shouts out to uh, Jeremy Shepard. He's been oh yeah really positive about the show. I've been sharing the love on on Twitter, and you know, like we talked about earlier, he wants to listen live. So we'll we'll definitely sort something out. But mad. He shouts even said out. he would send us Martha amiibos. 
So yeah, I did. Nick, I did hear that, that too. Thank yeah. you, yeah, sir. Thank you, man. That's really kind of you. Yeah, I'll trade yeah. you a Pikachu if you want. <laughs> He's pretty rare too. <laughs> uh, this one, this Pikachu knows surf. Oh God, it's surfing Pikachu. There was a broken. I saw a broken one at Walmart the other day. It wasn't like defective. It was just somehow broken in the box, and I was like, I wonder if that one's worth anything. <laughs> yeah, twelve ninety nine. Thirteen ninety nine, man. I'm in Canada. Ooh, mm. yeah, you got that. You know, the communist markup. Um, so yeah, uh, mission objectives. Uh, uh, what? What? What were you gonna say? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so this uh, mission objective uh, this week, uh, Josh, did you get any responses from last week? Uh, I didn't. No, because we didn't. Yeah, we didn't. So that I guess no. We suck. That was a terrible question. Everyone's just ready to take the bus <laughs> <laughs> or a crazy taxi. Um, oh, there you go. But this week, uh, our question is, what game, uh, this is on the heels of the Final Fantasy VII debacle, what game do you want to see remade in glorious, like, fantastic, high definition, not just an a- HD, like, upscaling, but, like, remade? What game do you want remade the most, and on what console? Uh, and we're going to give it up to Josh first. Um, Off the top of my head, and we just talked about this last week, how... Um, someone is doing it on their own, which I think is a testament to how bad people really want this. But I would kill for a Resident Evil 2 HD remake. Yeah. The, give it give it the same treatment that Resident Evil 1 got back on the GameCube. Just rebuild it from the ground up, really exemplify that uh, atmosphere with upgraded visuals, voice acting, cutscenes, uh, gameplay, and everything. And just bring it out on everything that you can, because a game like that would be able to help revive the... Finan- the fin- what am I talking about? The uh, survival <laughs> horror uh, genre of games, I think. So bring it PS4, Xbox One, Wii U, anything, everything. Just get it out there. Capcom, listen to us for once. We're still here, kind of. So <laughs> <laughs> Resident Evil 2, we need it. Cool, cool. Uh, Juan, you. Um, I'm going to ask for a remake from a company that I haven't really played a game in quite some time. Konami? I want them to make a remake of the 1987 Nintendo game Stinger. Stinger, Stinger. Yeah, it's uh, based off the Twin B series that came out. Oh on, yeah, uh, okay. The the Sega Genesis and the Master System. It was one of my. It's it's easily one of my favorite. I'll say top ten all time games ever. It is so fucking random. <laughs> you shoot watermelons, faucets. Uh, I think the saxophone is a boss in one of the stages. <laughs> I, I mean, it, 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 there are ships that you have that have punching gloves, uh, boxing gloves, and you have to juggle jingle bells to maximize their power up so you can get speeds or spread shot. It's a, a two player co op, and it's insanely fun. I, I, I to this day, I, I love it. I just love talking about it, but it hasn't aged really well. So I would love to see an updated HD version. You know what? Uh, I guess we're already on the 25th. Well, you could do like a 20, the 30th anniversary. Let's say 2017. 30th anniversary of Stinger. I want that. All right. Konami, get on that shit. Oh, and that's it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Derek, what do, what do um, you want to see? Your face? I've got a, I've got a couple. Um, and both also from Konami, actually. And one of them is one of my favorite games. Uh, but it's a game that hasn't aged very well at all. And it's a game where they're like, let's do an HD collection. And then it was like the worst HD collection of all time. So Silent Hill 2 uh, is a big one for me because that I feel like that was one of the first games that I was like, 
just so enthralled by and the atmosphere <laughs> and everything. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you cut out for like 20 seconds and we just sat here in silence and then all of a sudden you're like, it's so enthralling. <laughs> Oh my god. That was so great. Like, I, I, I just, we were just like dead silent, like, what's, what's going to happen? We're like, it's just such an enthralling game. So good. <laughs> what, you're going to have to tell us what it was again. <laughs> uh, silent Hill 2. Oh. Silent Hill 2. It's, uh, when you mentioned an HD remake, but it, but you were, it sounded like you were going to say it wasn't that good. <laughs> I was guessing you were going to say Silent Hill. Yeah, it was just it, that, like that was That's one so of like fitting. That's so that was fitting. one of the yeah. first like super resonating games for me that I like that has stuck with me like to to until now, and it's a game that I I revisited a couple times after that, but now it's just to the point where it's so clunky and it looks so terrible that it's like really really hard really really hard to play. Um, but yeah, if they you know well, and then they released the HD collection, which was a piece of fucking shit. Uh, to the point where they like i think they refunded xbox owners they patched it on the ps3 and made it slightly less terrible but still mostly terrible and then i think they even yeah i think they recalled it for xbox and like gave people that bought it a different game instead or something like that really because they weren't going to patch it on the xbox Um, it it just didn't work like there was like like xbox players like literally couldn't play couldn't finish the games i don't think because they were so buggy Oh, and, they're, they're uh, just like un- unplayable, or just what's that? the game wouldn't progress, or nothing. Okay, just, just um, fucky, stinking, just Hello? just super fucky. Like oh, okay. there was game breaking bugs and stuff like that. And uh-huh. uh, yeah, I I feel you know I feel like because this the, it's the story and the atmosphere and everything is just a, just as effective as it was when it first came out, and it's and it's just as resonating. But it's just that the game's become so clunky in its age that it's just really hard to play at this point. So. Yeah, put that in the Fox engine or something like that, and it's going to be just as amazing as it was in 2001 when it first came out. Um, so that would be my first one. And then another one from Konami that had a shitty HD collection, Zone of the Enders, um, which is a cr- criminally underplayed series. Those those games were fantastic, especially number two. And uh, why why did they stop? Where where did they go? But in any, any case, I'd love to play that on a PS4 or something like that. Yeah, and, and those are super, super like fan favorites, the Ender series. So... Yeah, that, I would I would agree with you on Zone of the Enders. Um, not so much Silent Hill too. I think the funny thing that came it. out of that Silent Hill recall is one of the games they let you pick. I think was Suikoden Three, and everyone was going nuts since that game was really rare. And- wait, wait, oh, really? Uh, like how so? Like, like they gave you a no, digital no, copy? They were mailing physical people physical copy? copies of a game of uh, their choice from a preset list, and apparently the reason why Suikoden Three was rare is because Konami was sitting on a throne of them in their back room, and they decided to give them out to. Silent Hill owners. Wow, <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. Do you think they were aware? Like, hey, let's just hang on to this. Uh, who real knows? Quick. Um, yeah, it yeah. reminds me of the GameStop story we were talking about earlier. But um, apparently, a lot of places have huge backstock of rare games that they don't know about. And when I was working at GameStop, just to touch on that real quick, um, we got like copies of Persona Two and Rhapsody when they were really, really hard to find, brand new. And when we sold them back as used copies because they were just sitting in some warehouse somewhere and they were trying to get rid of them. And this is this is like when the PS2 was dying out and the PS3 was about to come out. So I was like a good six years after they released. So Wow. And they just showed up. And the, yeah, those are, you know, much, much sought after games. Right. Hmm, cool. All right. Uh, for me, uh, I'd have to say uh, a PC game from Monolith, um, the company that made uh, Shadows of Mordor uh, called Shogo Mobile Armor Division. 
and it was a first person shooter on the PC that was um it was like a a love letter to Japanese anime like mecha movies. It was like um uh, like Pat Labor and like Appleseed or uh, a please however the fuck you pronounce it um or even you know to some extent some uh, some of the Gundam series but you um played uh you know as a pilot in this giant fucking mech and you were fighting you know some some bad dudes the story was kind of like like whatever i think like the bad guy ended up being your brother you know the typical like anime stuff like oh how could Spoiler. you how could you be my brother but <laughs> it was um it was amazing i had so much fun playing that i am um, there was mods that you could load to play play the game co-op uh, multiplayer was some of the most frantic fucking like multiplayer you could even imagine. It's like it, it's more hectic than like Unreal Tournament, or, or it's just crazy because you'd have this a tractor beam. It was called a tractor beam, but it was basically just like a fucking grappling hook. So you'd be fucking flying around all over the place. There'd be rockets, and you were you were really um, really squishy when you were a pilot. So you know a good you know rocket hit, and like a group of guys would go go down. Um, and it's it would be amazing to see that done up in like HD. I think it would, if it was done on like the Fox engine, like, um, uh, like, uh, Metal Gear Revengeance, like kind of looking environment. I think it would be fucking amazing. And, um, if anybody wants to give it a try, it hasn't aged well, obviously, but, um, it's two ninety nine on good old games, GOG.com. And you know, they have everything patched. So you can, I just go- thought of another one when you're done. <laughs> okay. And uh, I'd say just just try it out because it is such there's so much fun like just robots shooting each other. So uh, all right, Derek, you your last one, quick. Sorry, you just it, it popped in my head when you mentioned good old games. Uh, fucking theme hospital. Theme hospital. Did you guys play that shit? Is that like it was theme? like a oh. is that like theme it was park like tycoon or whatever, but with a hospital? Kind, yeah, yeah. It was like it was like a sim sim type game. Oh, but that's from that's from building. Bullfrog. That that was uh, Bullfrog did that. Did they? I don't know. It, it was an EA published game, I think. Um, but it had you. You basically build and would build and run hospitals and have to try to you know make sure all the doctors were happy and all the patients were happy and like that they were running properly. It was just super addicting back in the day, and it ha- it's aged okay actually for what it is. It just looks like shit, but I feel like playing that like with modern mechanics and modern graphics would be like insanely addicting. That would be that I feel like that would be a good um iPad game. Oh yeah, that game would fit very well on the iPad. Yeah. yeah, and then uh Bullfrog was um Peter Molyneux's company that turned into Lionhead Studios. Oh really? Yeah, so yeah, that's Bullfrog has some um uh pedigree. Pedigree. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, um I guess that's it. Uh guys, let us know what game you would want to see remade the most and on what console and why um you can catch all of us at geekscape.net i am at shane o'hare on twitter derek uh at d cranerville josh at inu joshua and juan at the king of mars all right guys thank you for listening to 10 episodes i can't believe we made it this far but here's to 10 more (laughs) we're aiming pretty low unless one of us falls asleep (laughs) bye five more (laughs) bye